Good morning, Tejas. Welcome to your premier alternative news solution. I am Jake Ramirez, and I will be bringing you daily news Monday through Friday. I'm hoping to curate news for Texans by a born and raised Texan. Today is Friday, December 20th, and I think that's our three-year anniversary. I mean, three-week anniversary. Jeez, it feels like it's been three years. So I feel like we're, we're three weeks old, people. I really, really appreciate you listening. I can't thank you enough. Before we begin, please go ahead and give us a subscribe so I can keep you up to date on all your daily Texas news. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for even more, even more updates and more news. Today in Texas history. On this day in 1835, the garrison at Goliad declared its independence from Mexico. The community of Goliad originated as one of the oldest Spanish colonial municipalities in Texas. Dating back to 1749, Nuestra Señora del Lotor Presidio, the fort at Goliad, supplied Spanish soldiers to the army of Bernardo de Galvez during the American Revolution. The garrison Spanish troops during the Mexican War of Independence and after 1812 saw four separate attempts to establish Texas independence. Goliad's role in the Texas Revolution began on October 1835 when the Texans under Benjamin R. Millam and George Collinsworth colonists met in Presidio Chapel to sign a document known as the Goliad Declaration of Independence written by Ira Ingram and was the first such declaration of the independence of Texas. Afterwards, hoisted the first flag of independence designed by Captain Philip DeMitt above the walls the document had 91 signatures. The signers included Jose Miguel Aldrete and Jose Maria Jesus Carvajal, Texans of Mexican descent. Viva Texas. This was the beginning of the Texas Revolution, December 20th. We should celebrate that as the independence of Texas. Now it's time for some Texas news. In Houston, an off-duty police officer was killed going the wrong way in a wreck early Thursday morning. The Houston Police Department identified the officer as Giselle Solorio, 32. The wreck happened on I-10 West near Sealy at 6.30 a.m. in the morning. Solorio was an off-duty police officer, and at the time, she was not working. It still remains unclear why she was driving on the wrong side of the road. The Texas Department of Public Safety told the Houston Chronicle Solorio was driving east in a westbound lane, when she hit a Kenworth truck tractor. That means a big old truck. This is, um, I don't know. It doesn't seem like she, this was an accident. It's kind of hard to be on the wrong side of road, of the road on I-10 right there by Sealy. Hopefully, I don't know. I just pray for the family. This is really sad to see. She's been an officer since 2017. So it's only been two years since she's been an officer. But there are some reports that it might have been a suicide. It's tough being a police officer in Houston. That's all I can say. In Beaumont, a Texas teenager boy has been sentenced to life in prison for fatally shooting a 19-year-old pregnant woman in 2017. The Be Beaumont Enterprise reports 17-year-old Corey Spencer admitted for the first time during Wednesday's sentencing that he shot Kara Teal during the attempted car robbery two years ago. Spencer has been in and out of juvenile detention for burglaries he's been involved in since he was about 10 years old. The teen has no chance for parole for 30 years and will be moved to a facility for youthful offenders. This is definitely one of those cases where can this, can this boy be re rehabilitated? Is being in prison that long going to change him? What are the steps we need to take to revert 
somebody who's obviously born into a very violent culture. And hopefully this time in prison can change that. Hopefully he doesn't spend his whole life in prison and hopefully he can make some smart changes, get an education while he's in prison. Another sad story. A a Waco man was sentenced to a long term in federal prison Thursday after pleading guilty on August 6th to two counts of sex trafficking of children. U.S. District Judge Alan Albright sentenced Raheem Rexdale Robinson to 260 months in federal prison, fined him $2,000, and ordered him to spend 10 years on supervised release after he com- competes the, or completes the term. Our children are our nation's most precious resource, said FBI San Antonio Divisional Special Agent in Charge Christopher Combs. Those who would recruit and exploit them on a purpose to underage prostitution will have to answer for their despicable crimes, and that's the strong message that we sent it in today's sentencing. Robinson admitted that in April of 2012, he recruited, enticed, harbored, and transported a minor and caused that minor to engage in commercial sex acts, which Robinson profited financially from. Robin also admitted to committing the same acts with the second minor in October of 2016, The U.S. Attorney's Office said in a press release the case was investigated by the FBI and the Temple Police Department. 260 months in federal prison doesn't seem quite long enough for this guy. To be completely honest with you, I mean, this this is one of those cases where I think this should be life in prison too. This should be something that we really consider putting these people away for life because... Who wants somebody like that out on the streets again? It's this horrific to do that to a minor. Absolutely horrific. Um, hopefully he spends all of his life in prison. Calhoun County, Texas, on December 19, 2019, at 5.38 a.m., there was a three-vehicle traffic accident on State Highway 35 near Meadowview Lane. According to the press release by DPS Sergeant San Miguel, a 1994 Chevrolet pickup driven by Martin Asales, 56 years old, from Victoria, was traveling southeast on Highway 835 following a 2003 Ford F-150 pickup driven by Robert DeSantos, 41, from Port Lavaca. A 2011 Ford Expedition driven by Juan Bravo, 23 years old, from Harlingen, was travel- traveling northwest on uh, Highway 35. Bravo fell asleep and drifted onto the southbound traffic lane. The left side of the 2004 expedition and the left side of the 2004 pickup. That he he ended up running into both sides of those trucks. The Ford pickup skipped to a stop on the South Bar ditch, coming to resting face southwest. The expedition continued northwest, striking the front le- front left of the Chevy pickup on the front left of the expedition. The expedition became disabled and skidding to a stop in northbound traffic lane facing northwest. The Chevy entered a skid rolling onto the ditch on the north side way of the roadway. The Chevy came to rest on the left side facing northwest. Martin Asalis was pronounced deceased at the scene by Justice of Peace, Hope Kurtz, at 6.19 a.m. There were two other occupants in the Chevy pickup, identified by Elroy Batista from Port Lavaca and Francis Lee Williams, 40, of Port Lavaca, were both transported to the Memorial Medical Center and with non-life-threatening injuries. Mr. Bravo was also injured and transported to Citizens Medical Center in serious condition. The crash is still being investigated. 
in Houston, an outbreak of highly contagious whooping cough was forced one school in Houston to close its doors early for the holiday break. St. Teresa Catholic School in Memorial Park has been closed until January 6th due to this outbreak. This has affected students and the staff. Some children have been notified, um, or some children have been hospitalized, hospitalized as a result. The first case was confirmed on December 4th. The community and the Texas Department of State Health Services were subsequently notified. It's not clear how many people are affected. The whooping cough, or pertussis, is a very contagious disease that spreads through coughing or sneezing, and it can take up to three weeks for symptoms to appear. Late stages of these symptoms may include rapid coughing following a high-pitched whoop sound, vomiting, and exhaustion. Officials with Archdiocese of Galveston Houston said that 100% of the students who attend St. Teresa's Catholic School are vaccinated against the illness. That said, those who are receiving the open cough vaccine can sometimes still contract the disease if they are exposed. If this occurs, the symptoms are typically milder, however. This is one of those cases. It's like getting the flu shot and then getting the flu. I didn't have the flu until I was, see, 22 years old. It took me until I was 22 years old to get the flu from the flu shot. I've been sick every year since then. I don't normally get sick. I know that this is, I'm not going to say that vaccines are bad or good, but you got to be careful with these things. These vaccines, I feel like could could really hurt you if you're not careful with them. Hopefully they get this under control. I hope to not be sick this season. I was already sick once. I felt like it was the whooping cough. Um, so get your vitamin C. Stay warm. It's going to be a cold winter. In San Antonio, a manhunt for at least three suspects are underway on a Wednesday night after at least four people were wounded during a shooting just inside the entrance of the San Antonio shopping mall a week before Christmas. It was barely inside the mall, San Antonio Police Chief William McManus said. There's a shadow breezeway on the far end of the entrance of the mall. It happened just inside that breezeway where the victims were just about to exit the inside of the mall. The, victim, the victims of the gunfire at the South Park Mall included three males aged 17, 26, and 41, as well as a 19-year-old woman, McManus said. One victim was in critical condition after being shot in the stomach. All of the other victims were transported to the local hospital for treatment. Officers were dispatched to the mall around 9 p.m. After receiving reports of multiple shooting victims, they were when they arrived, the police located four wounded people. Witnesses reported three suspects had shot the vehicles, the victims outside of the mall before jumping into a black Dodge Charger and driving away. The police advised cus- customers and others to stay away from the scene as they conducted the investigation, which is still ongoing, and they're still searching for this vehicle and the, the suspects. So if you have any information, please contact the San Antonio Police Department. In Temple, Texas, law enforcement experts say a small Texas police department's extended silence about an officer's fatally shooting a 28-year-old man runs contrary to best practices and creates a fertile ground for public mistrust. The Temple police officer, Cameron DeCruz, shot Michael Dean in the head on December 2nd. More than just two weeks later, the public and the victim's family still don't know next to nothing about what led to his death. Dallas attorney Lee Merritt, who's represented Dean's family, told the Associated Press last week that the silence of the Temple Police Department is completely unfair and particularly cruel. 
I've never, ever, ever seen a case where they absolutely added no narrative, even if there was no way for to later prove it wrong. Merritt said, "Our our private our primary concern is criminally accountable." For the officer, our lateral concern is a civil re- responsibility for the department. Temple Police identified Dean as a victim the day after the shooting and later identified the uh, identified the officer to Cruz. The police said to Cruz wasn't injured, and per standard practice, was placed on paid administrative leave pending the outcome of the investigation. The pre- preliminary autopsy reported reported Dean's death a homicide and said he was shot in the head. The Texas Rangers are assisting in the investigation, but a spokesperson said there's no additional information available. This is this is this is odd. This is one of those situations where if you kill somebody, I believe that I, you should if the police officer kills somebody, we should know why he did so. When you don't talk about why what happened, even if it was a mistake, it creates discourse between the citizens of the police department, and we can already see that discourse creating huge problems across the United States. These are the reasons that people like Colin Kaepernick are kneeling during the flag and during the national anthem is because they're protesting these violent acts. Of course, the Cruz is not a, a Caucasian man, but it's still about the police department unjustly killing people. Not to say that this man did, um, but you'd have to have the information in order to say he didn't. So I really hope the Temple Police Department comes up with an an explanation and at least lets the family know so they can grieve properly. Jeez, come on, Temple. People who bought hard boiled eggs in Dallas at the Allmark Foods are asked to throw them away immediately. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention is concerned the eggs produced in Gainesville, Georgia facility are contaminated with listeria. Warning against selling, serving, or using these eggs is in effect in Dallas. One person has died in Texas from listeria, and there are seven other reported illnesses, according to the CDC. Allmark eggs are, are sold in retailers and food service operators across the country. For some reason, consumers won't be able to tell the products they bought contain the eggs. The CDC is recommending people to throw away any store-bought hard-boiled eggs. Listeria symptoms are similar to the flu symptoms. A family are, The symptoms are really... What we worry about with listeria are like nausea, vomiting, anything that feels like the flu. If you have headaches or if you have balance loss, you should definitely go get checked up. Listeria can act like flu, but it acts much faster. You have about half the time for your immune system to to catch up to it. And in several cases, it can cause swelling in the brain or in the infected in the bloodstream, sort of kind of like a septic shock almost. So it's very dangerous. If you're in the, the Dallas area, if you shop at Allmark, throw away all of those hard-boiled eggs. And now it's time for a good old Texas tradition. Let's talk about the weather. It's going to be cold and rainy most everywhere in Texas today. Houston, it's going to be cloudy with a high 58, low 48. San Antonio, high 54, low 42. Dallas is going to have some sun and some showers. It's going to have a high 52 and a low 43. Austin's going to be about the same with a high 53 and a low of 43. El Paso is one of the very lucky to be sunny with a high 54 and a low of 28. 
Brownsville is going to have showers all day with a high of 69 and a low of 60. Victoria, pretty much going to be raining all day with a high of 63 and a low of 47. Palacios is going to be raining most of the day with a high of 64, low of 48. Marfa is going to be partly cloudy, but mostly sunny with a high of 57 and a low of 22. If I missed your region in Texas, please shoot me a message. I'll be glad to add it to my weather report. I do want to give you a heads up next week. I will not have any episodes available for Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I may surprise you with the episode for Christmas Eve, but probably not one for Christmas Day. Um, other than that, I hope everybody's safe out there this weekend. Make smart decisions. Enjoy the holidays. Thank you so much for li- listening. As always, please like and subscribe. And until tomorrow, have a great day, Texas.